One of the teams that had a really interesting draft to me was the Colorado Rockies. They obviously had built models, they had a plan, and they followed it. So I hopped on with Paul Holden, host of Locked On Rockies, to talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Paul Holden, your Rockies fan extraordinaire, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find all of your favorite uh, sports covered by the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're happy to be here bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk. You know what? I'm going to save a lot of the pleasantries. I'm going to bring on the one, the only Lindsey Crosby yet again because guess what? It's draft time, and there's no one better to talk draft picks than Lindsey Crosby, host of the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. you got to be making that your second listen of the day if you're a Locked On Rockies traditionalist. But if you want to dive in, ain't no one better out there than Lindsey. He has been following this draft, and we got some lots Ooh. to talk about with the Rockies. Uh, Lindsey, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you for having me, and thank you to the Colorado Rockies for having a plan and sticking to it. And and having a like a pretty good draft. That's where I want to start. Let's dive right in, Lindsay. I've seen a couple of tweets. I haven't seen a ton of stuff. Obviously, the draft while we're recording, still some late stuff going on. Things are still petering out. There's no official draft grades out yet. Yeah. But people are pretty encouraged by this Rockies draft. And you said maybe one of the steals of the drafts might have ended up with the Rockies. Yeah. So um Quite a few guys that I liked and kind of starting early. I mean, the concern whenever you send a pitcher into cores is the altitude. What is what is the stuff going to do? And so it, it feels like the Rockies were very cognizant of, OK, we need to find guys that fit our environment. So Gabriel Hughes, he has his big weapon is a slider, right? So right hand pitcher from Gonzaga, number 10 overall pick. But it's a power slider. It's one of those hard sliders that isn't as affected by altitude. I think he's still going to be able to be successful. Um, fastball obviously hits 97. He's got that. He's got a couple good weapons. Changeup is his other secondary. So, like, right there, if you're going to pick a pitcher in the top 10, I'd rather you pick Gabriel Hughes than you pick a Kumar Rocker um, to come t- and and just a good fit. Uh, Jackson Cox, the other pitcher at 50, same idea. Prep pitcher, but... Um, you know, a little bit undersized. You have some time on that. Very good velocity. Curveball has a ton of spin, so it's going to hold its shape better in the high air. Just some guys that they really stuck with the plan, but they're not the ones that I am the most excited about in this class. And that's exciting. I mean, obvious. I mean, you're, you're high picks. You're excited about that. But but what really encouraged me was you being excited by the later stages of the Rockies draft. Why, what, what has you so high on some of these late picks for the Rockies? I believe you sent me something saying that this might be a a, a late pitcher. That's a perfect fit for the Rockies. Yes. Carson Skipper. Okay. So Carson Skipper, um, goes in the 11th round to the Rockies left lefty six, two guy out of Auburn, uh, coincidentally where I live. So I've actually seen him play in person. I've scouted him in person. And 
one of the better pitchers in the draft. And a guy, to me, like a guy that has been very underrated, can swing between starting and relieving, was on the stopper of the year watch list, was that that senior that came in and just threw strikes and ended rallies. And the big thing is, statistically, he doesn't look like he's that amazing. But in games, he's that guy that when it matters, he delivers. And his arsenal, what he likes to do, what he likes to throw, has been fantastic. I actually sent you a copy of an of a scouting report that I wrote for, for Sports Illustrated all about him. But uh, he has just a ton of weapons that are going to translate really well to Colorado. Uh, and specifically, it's the the ride on the fastball. He likes to throw it higher in the zone. Uh, has a lot of ride and carry. It's going to keep that. The changeup. Very good. Again, weapons that help you in the altitude because they're not going to be affected as much. And then a really big bodied curveball that's going to help them against lefties. And, and I think, yeah, not to jump on you, but yeah. the high and tight fastball, that's something I think the Rockies love. I mean, that's such a hard mm-hmm. pitch to hit. It's like, hey, you it's know what? If you're going to hit this pitch, you might rail it. But to hit that high inside pitch, if you can consistently do that, I think that's a tool in the tool set of, of a course field pitcher. That would be great alongside with a great slider. And then you mentioned the curveball. I think that's the big that was the big attraction of Austin Gomber. When Austin Gomber is on his curveball is starting at the top of people's foreheads and ending up right down in the middle of the zone. So that's kind of, a, I think I, I think you can kind of, like you mentioned, see part of the plan, hard mm-hmm. throwers with some junk, and that junk being some pitches that have that, that, that should work at Coors Field. Not always going to do that because you hang, you bang on, on both the slider and the changeup and the, and the curveball as well. Yeah, and, and it's something, and that's the good thing about uh, one of those veteran pitchers And that's a kind of a trend that I noticed when you go through here. A lot of these guys, and there were, you sprinkled in some prep guys here and there, but a lot of these guys are, you know, college performers from larger programs that you have all of the track band data on, you have the analytics on. And so you can see where they've done the research to make sure, oh yeah, Austin Becker out of Texas Tech in the 16th round, like what is his stuff going to do? Because, you know, because Texas Tech has all the, has all the equipment, all the analytics stuff. We've seen it. Um, Blake Adams from Kansas State, Brady Hill from San Jose State's a guy who I think is is going to do really well. You know, fifteenth rounder there uh, is just they were very deliberate about going out and saying these are the things that our pitchers need to have. These, you know, they need to have that explosive fastball they can throw high. They need to have a bigger bodied breaking pitch or something that's going to be not immune but not as damaged in the high altitude. And they went out and prioritized getting those guys, and then they sprinkled in. Um, some, you know, some, some big players places they needed to a Brad Cumbest in the ninth round. I want to get to him in just a minute. Some of the position players, uh, Ryan Ritter in the fourth was a guy that I'm really high on. Um, so the plan is stock up on as many pitchers as possible. You can always get hitters to come to Colorado. Who doesn't want to hit in Colorado for half their career, but stock up on pitchers and find pitchers specifically that will work. And I just don't remember a lot of other drafts where it feels like the front office was as focused on uh, here is the model of a pitcher for the Colorado Rockies. Let's find them wherever they are. 
I want to dive deeper into that point you make there, but don't make sure that you're going to the experts when you are picking out the right piece of jewelry at BlueNile.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as your favorite person with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft the perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? But Blue Nile has experts on hand 24-7 available on the phone or the the web chat. I should say, to help you find the memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging. That won't give away what's inside. Oh, man. (laughs) Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. My backdrop just failed on me there as uh uh anyway i'll ignore that because i'm curious Lindsay. you 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 say something that honestly should be encouraging for rockies fans it actually sounds like the rockies are diving into the numbers the analytics the uniqueness of course field with some of these picks something that we have all been incredible at least me i have been incredibly critical of this of this front office's approach to analytics and stuff there's reports of people doing laundry and analytics at the same time. This is a team that lost some of the new faces of analytics that they brought in less than a year from bringing on the team. Can Rockies fans feel a little bit better after this draft, thinking of this team is actually taking a look at, at, at some numbers and diving into the math of baseball? Yeah, when I go through this draft, there's very few people that I look at and I'm like, yeah, this guy doesn't make sense for what you're trying to do. It's not like, and I kind of flip back to a year like 2019 and I'm looking at some of the draft picks like a Jacob Kotze shock. Perfectly fine young player, but his stuff isn't the type of stuff that would work in course field. And you can see that when you go back and you look at some of his numbers and it's, you know, it's last, he last pitched in 2021 in rookie ball. And it's like, that was a high pick and he's not here. I mean, that was a, that was an eighth round pick. Whereas this year you turn around and the same round, the same time, it's like, okay, yeah, Davis Palermo out of North Carolina. No, he absolutely makes sense for what our organization's unique situation is. He has a, you know, his 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 big out pitch other than his fastball is a cutter. And it's like, okay, yeah, a cutter, you know, it's 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 a harder breaking cutter. And it's like this is a pitch that can survive being translated into course field. Um, he, has a, he has a splitter. And it's like, okay, that's a pitch that works at cores. And so every single one of these guys, as I go through, it's, it's somebody that you can see what they do and you can see how it translates. And it all makes sense. And I feel like it's very seldomly we've been able to say that. And some of these guys are just legitimately really good players. Most of them are college players. A lot of them are pretty accomplished. And it's just a great job of accumulating talent that fits. And that's not something we've seen in the past. That's, and that's something that I feel like it should be such a boost. I mean, there's still some criticisms. It's still drafts. You know, it, it, 
people don't always pan out, especially in mm-hmm. baseball, especially with pitchers, especially as Rockies fans know. I mean, we were supposed to be excited by some of these arms, and then they come up, and it's kind of like, are we really super enthralled by Lucas Gilbreth and and Ryan Rollison and Peter Lambert? They haven't necessarily set the world on fire when they've come up here and reinvented pitching at Coors Field. But it's at least nice to hear that the Rockies went out and had a plan for pitchers. And you mentioned this a little bit, uh, but but one pitcher I do want to focus on as uh, maybe he went higher than I think some people thought, but did the Rockies miss out on not getting uh, Kumar Rocker? I, I think he was the, the one of the bigger names in the draft. Obviously you're not going to get holidays kid to keep that legacy going with the way that's right. going. But, but did the Rockies yeah. miss out by, by Rocker going a little bit earlier in the draft? Because uh, it was interesting. Uh, the host of locked on Rangers, Bryce Patrick, he's not super stoked, but me, I, I kind of would have been excited if the Rockies ended up, uh, ended up with Rocker. So I've actually kind of talked Bryce Patrick off the ledge a little bit since that. I think the reason, so so the whole thing with Kumar Rocker and the the questions we had was what was in the medicals that was so scary that was not going to allow the Mets to even give him a signable contract offer last year. I mean, a, t- a team not afraid to spend money forfeited the bonus pool rather than give him even a 20% offer. I mean, nothing. And... Kumar Rocker goes to the Rangers, and it was very much a package deal. So Kumar Rocker, Scott Boris' client, uh, one that gave him one, two, three in the draft. That's a nice little you know right. thing in your hat. But also going in two million dollars under slot, and he gave them medicals beforehand, allowed them to save some money and float top prep pitcher Brock Porter to their fourth round pick. So I think that that was a package deal, and I think if you wanted Kumar Rocker and you weren't going to go over slot for Brock Porter, then Scott Boris wasn't going to let it happen. So I don't think it was ever going to be an option for Colorado. Just maybe we didn't realize that. This is Mm -hmm. something that, I mean, Boris worked, he put Seager and Simeon with the Rangers. He got half a billion dollars out of that franchise last year. He has a very good relationship with the front office. And this was all arranged ahead of time. Kumar Walker has already signed his contract as as of Tuesday night. Uh, he, you know, he, he has already agreed to a financial deal. So has Brock Porter. Um, everything is done. And so I don't necessarily think it was ever going to be an option for Colorado. You just maybe didn't realize it until the, the scenario manifested the way it did. I was shocked when Rocker went three until I saw, okay, Brock Porter's falling. They have the same agent. This has to be a package deal. And that's what it was ultimately. Is Rocker going to pitch in the bigs this year? I don't think he should. Now, they might. He doesn't have a ton of mileage on his arm. He's only thrown 20 innings since last season. He also had a shoulder injury last fall, so that's, that's concerning. If it was me, I wouldn't do that. Um, I think the fact that the Rangers are probably, like, what happens in the next couple weeks as we get towards the trade deadline will determine whether or not they try it. But if they do it, you need to fire the entire front office. I don't necessarily think you can take a guy like Kumar Rogger and just throw him in a big league bullpen without at least, like, if he's coming off of a regular season and he's in game shape and you have him through the minors, that's one thing. But to have pitched 20 innings in a year and then right. to throw him into the, a big league bullpen is doing him a disservice as well as a disservice to the, the veterans who have been up there all year playing. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit different if you're in a, 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 a pennant chase. And there are teams who have taken draftees from that year 
and had them appear in the bigs at the end of the season normally doesn't go well, uh, but it has happened before. I just don't see it happening in this scenario unless, um, unless the Rocky, uh, unless the the Rangers do something wild. Yeah, no need to rush if you're the Rangers, especially with the way the the AL West is probably going to shake out this year uh, with the Mariners going on their absolute tear and uh, the Astros still being <laughs> well out in front uh, in that one. But let's recenter here. We've talked about the pitchers. Give me your breakdown on some of the position players the Rockies have had encouraging, and it and it sounds like a legacy of good shortstop play could be continuing. Yes, I actually sent you, I think I sent you a tweet one of these days because you guys started off uh, day two with shortstop Ryan Ritter out of Kentucky. Um, guy that I'm big on, probably not the legacy you were talking about, but just the guy that I want to talk about real quick. Um, went to the Cape Cod League, hit 330 at the Cape. Um, fantastic defender. One of the best def- de- defenders in the SEC, and the SEC had a ton of great shortstops this year. Um, and so. It's something where he's got the defensive skills, no doubt, to stick it short. One of the best defenders in the country. Offensively, um, you know, batted 283 during the during the SEC season. The things that he struggled with was he struggled with um, with breaking pitches when something had extreme dramatic break. It's another scenario of a guy where you match the guy to the ballpark. Pitches don't have as much break in Colorado than they're going to have in LA or in Miami or something. So he's going to hit well at home. Very much a fastball hitter. Um, I think as you get him to work on the breaking pitches, he's going to be one day going to be your starting shortstop. Um, Mm -hmm. Very good defender. Big fan of his. A couple other guys I really liked in this group. Um, Brad Cumbest from Mississippi State, the outfielder. Huge, huge power from Brad Cumbest. Used to actually played, I think he played tight end at Mississippi State, or what, like big boy. Wow. Um, but no, hit 302, 347 with a 584 slugging, uh, 15 home runs, and 66235, still a plus runner. Wow. Now, he hasn't been able to focus on just baseball until I think uh, this, this last season. This was the only year where he only played baseball. He was splitting his time between football and baseball. Even during the spring, he would play, he'd play a midweek game and then he'd go to spring practice for football the next day. So going to need a little bit more work, but um, raw power is plus plus. He's got great speed. Um, he is a little susceptible to chasing out of the zone, partly because his zone is so huge. Uh, so a little bit of work to do there, but I see him as a, a right fielder ton of upside and I mean honestly to get a guy like this in the ninth round is a fantastic get and a great identification of a guy that has the power to do damage at cores the speed to cover ground at cores and the arm to make plays out of right field at cores so like I said just multiple guys in here where they've obviously scouted between him Sterling Thompson Jordan Beck you've got three fantastic outfielders that all have power all can cover a ton of ground and all are going to do well in Colorado. It's just another example of how they very, very much had a plan and executed it well. I love that. It's, it's something to be excited about and, and I'm going to put you on the hot seat here, Lindsay. I got two final questions to wrap up this because great insight. I like the fact that the Rockies have gone after some arms. I think that was the, the right approach. You've realized 
we're going to be needing some arms here real, real soon with some exciting position players that could help out there. And if you want to bet on maybe the future or what's going on right now in the world of Major League Baseball, well, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, National Basketball Association, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even, yes, golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today. That's BetOnline.net. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening right now in the world of sports. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Lindsey Crosby, host of the Locked On MLB Prospects, is joining us today. And, Lindsey, my final two hot seat questions for you are, give me the Rockies trade graft. The draft grade, I'm sorry, as I, I tried to go too fast into my intro. I want to do that. And then I'm going to hit you with kind of something off kilter to, to finish it off. But overall, it sounds like you can come out of this draft as a Rockies fan, excited about what they've done, excited that they've had a plan something they haven't demonstrated a lot of in the past. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So if, I, if I'm giving a grade to this draft, and obviously understanding that it's very early and it's very hard to know how these guys will pan out, I'm probably giving it a B plus. And I know as much as I've gushed, you would probably be wondering, somebody's in their car right now yelling, why not an A? You've had nothing but good things to say. The one thing that I will make the observation on, I pointed out that you drafted a ton of college guys. One prep player, and that was the pitcher in the second round, Jackson Cox. And so I think there's something to be said for understanding where you have the funds and where you have the opportunity to go out and get some lottery tickets. So typically day three, we usually see when you open day three, you're going with some of the uh, some of the guys that are likely college uh, enrollees but you could throw a little, little bit of money at them. A lot of these guys that were drafted, college juniors, college seniors, not many of them are going to need overslot deals to sign. So my thought process going into day three was, you're going to see a couple preps scattered in the back half of the draft here. And it's one of those, this kid's a top 150 talent. If we can get him to sign on with the 500th pick in the draft, because we give him a bigger bonus, we can maybe get some potential. That's the only thing I'd really knock this draft on. It's just not a ton of, of uh, lottery tickets on prep players. I'm very much a person when it comes to prospects. I don't want to build my organization around prep players. I don't want to have to count on them to work. I like college players, but I think that there's a place to do some of those lottery tickets. And it looks like Colorado prioritized. We want to be able to sign everybody. We want a full class to restock the system. We also want guys with higher floors, even if later in the draft, it may mean some lower, some lower ceilings as well. So only real criticism I'd give would be that. And that's not really a criticism to be too upset yeah. about in terms of how things could have gone. You'll take mm -hmm. that in terms of the, the, the negative side of the draft there. And, and Lindsay, that leads me to my final question for you here. 
can this team pull off a trade for Juan Soto? Is, is it possible that this team, because with what the Nationals want, with the Rockies' farm system reputation, they're not going to move some of their top, the top, top pieces, but is there enough of an interesting deal there that the Rockies could maybe be, go out and get the most, the, the biggest piece at the deadline here with something like, uh, with, with their current farm system? So, I'm going to say no. And the reason for that is what you would need to get him free from the Nationals is going to be probably three or four top 10 prospects, as well as one or two MLB pieces with very little service time or guys who are just about to debut. And I think that a lot of the top prospects in this system, your Benny Montgomery's, your Zach Beans, your Ezekiel Tovar's, your, your, your Amador's, for the most part, a lot of these guys are still a little bit too low. They're all A-ball, high-A, double-A, whereas the Nationals are going to want guys who are double-A to triple-A. So I think if you wanted to clean the system out and just say, here's our top 10 prospects, give us Juan Soto, you could probably be a competitive offer, but I don't think it's a realistic offer. And I think at the end of the day, probably not going to happen where Juan Soto is going to come to Colorado. Now, I'd love to be wrong. If you could somehow get Juan Soto and keep Ezekiel Tovar, that'd be amazing. I just don't necessarily see how it's going to happen. Yeah, I tried going on the little websites that you can do your trades. There's just really nothing there. The the path isn't going to be there. The Rockies would shock the baseball world if they were able to pull off a trade for Soto, but... You get, I mean, it's what everyone wants to talk about. Of course, we're going to at least mention it. <laughs> Lindsey Crosby, host of the Locked On MLB Prospects, uh, bringing us, of course, the best draft coverage there. Giving the Rockies a B plus. That's why we bring in Lindsey, because I got to build my draft knowledge, and there's no better place to go than the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast for your daily prospects talk. You can follow us at uh, Locked On Rockies if you want to get into your daily Colorado Rockies talk. We have a lot of fun over there at LO Rockies on Twitter, Locked On Rockies on the YouTube as well. Your subscription on YouTube is a massive help to us both. Like I said, go make Locked On MLB Prospects your second listen of the day if Locked On Rockies is your first listen and then flip-flop that if Locked On MLB Prospects is your first one. Well, come check us out over there. We have a ton of fun. Lindsay, before we sign off, anything you want to you wanna throw out there before before we close out the show. Uh, y'all take care of Carson Skipper. I have met him. He is a very nice young man, and I want him to do well in Colorado. He will, but take take care of him for me. Hopefully the Rockies do that. I am a little hesitant with the way the Rockies handle bringing players up and getting them at-bats when they're actually MLB ready. Aloris Montero is a prime example. Of we that. had that conversation last week. And we did. And uh, Brendan Rogers also was an example of that before he started being the everyday shortstop. But that's a conversation, or second baseman, I should say. Uh, that's a conversation for next time. But Lindsey Crosby locked on MLB prospects at Crosby Baseball if you want to follow there as well. I'm at Paul Holden 33. And folks, until next time, I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.